Welcome to Pursuit Church Mornington Podcast with Pastor Brian Carden. The message you're about to hear will help you build your faith in Christ and grow in the knowledge of His will. Let's go right into the message. And I want to begin reading this morning here just for a moment. This is a time that Jesus had just been tempted by the devil and he come out of this temptation. I want you to read this in verse 17, Matthew chapter 4, verse 17. And the Bible says, after the temptation of Jesus, he come out... And he says, at that time, from that time on, after he was tempted, Jesus began to preach, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is near or has come or is at hand. It is here. The Bible says that the first thing that Jesus did after he come out in the power of the Holy Spirit, he began to preach, repent, for the kingdom of heaven has come. It is near. It is at hand, some translations say. And I want you to think about this for a moment because oftentimes when we think of repentance, we think of it as a one-time thing to be saved. We think about repentance when we come to Christ, just like I, I led in prayer a while ago, and, and, I, and in that prayer we said, repent. We're repenting from we're turning away from the way that we've been going and, and we're following the world. And today, God, we're going to follow you. We're going to follow your word. We're going to follow after Christ. Jesus said, repent for the kingdom. For the kingdom is here. It is now. It is here. It is near. So I want you to think about something for a moment. Repentance in this light is not meant to just be a one-time thing. It's a continuation. Something we need to learn as Christians, as believers. If you're a believer today, if you believe in God, you believe in being born again, being saved, it is something we have to do to stay on the path or the direction of the kingdom. That we stay inside of the kingdom of God. What do I mean by that? Because people can vary off of different paths. You can go different ways, ways that seem right to you, ways of that, that Satan will bring into your life, even through other people, to try to get you off the path of following after the kingdom of God. So repentance is a turning away from the direction that you're walking. So if I was walking one direction, I would Repent, and I would turn, and I walk a different direction. That's what it means to repent. It means to, to turn and go the opposite direction. Sometimes you're going to have to repent, and you're going to have to turn. You're going to have to get back onto the path that God has when it comes to his kingdom. And I want you to think about it. I'm letting that sink into you just for a moment because sometimes that's a continuation, even every day if you have to, to be applied to your walk of faith in the kingdom of God. Jesus... At that point, the very next thing he did as he be, after he began to preach this message, repent, for the kingdom is here. The next thing he did, Jesus called to himself men. He called to himself men, and we know them, or he called them after this, disciples. From there, they became the apostles and pastors of the kingdom, which Jesus preached. We know of them as Peter. James and John and Matthew and Luke. We know them as Mark. We know these men by their names. We know them as the apostles, the pastors of the new kingdom, the kingdom of God, the church of the Lord Jesus Christ on the earth. Jesus said it is here. 
He sowed while he was here into them the kingdom. The Bible says that Jesus went everywhere preaching the kingdom of God. When he had time talking to his disciples, he talked to them on the manner of the things of the kingdom of God. The last words he said to them before he ascended off of this planet after his resurrection because he was here for 40 days. The Bible says as he was here for 40 days, he taught them about the things of the kingdom. You read that in the book of Acts chapter 1. He taught his disciples things pertaining to the kingdom of God. He continually did that until the time that he left. And the Bible is so important that to get our, uh, maybe I said it a different way, understand this, that the information and the knowledge that we have that we need to grow in needs to come from the Word of God, the Holy Bible, the Word of God to us. Because it was written to us by God, having, having men pen it by the Holy Spirit of God, written to us, that we might understand the things that belong to us, that we might understand the, under, uh, the kingdom of God. I want you to turn in your Bible just for a moment here in Habakkuk chapter 2. Habakkuk chapter 2. The Bible says in Habakkuk chapter 2, it's in the Old Testament, pretty close to where we were reading earlier with Malachi, but we're looking at Habakkuk chapter 2 here, verse 2. Habakkuk inquires of the Lord, and the Bible says that the Lord replied to him in verse 2, Habakkuk 2, 2. He replied to him, the Lord replied to him and said, write down the revelation and make it plain on tablets so that a herald may run with it, so that he that reads it may run with it. For the revelation awaits and is appointed, or the vision awaits and is appointed and has an appointed time, but it will speak. In the end, it's going to speak, the Bible says. He says that this vision will speak in the end. It's not going to prove false if you, if you, if you do. He says, though it linger, wait for it. It will certainly come and will not delay Verse 4 says, see, the enemy is puffed up. His desires are not upright. But the righteous person will live by his faithfulness. I'll tell you, it's so important. We understand oftentimes when we look at this, and, and this is something I'm going to talk about just for a moment here, talking about vision. You know, Jesus, when he sowed the kingdom of God in his disciples, he had purpose. He was sowing it into his disciples with purpose because he has vision. God has vision for his kingdom. He has direction for our lives. The kingdom of God is made up of the citizens, which we call the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. How do we know that we're part of the kingdom? Well, the Bible says that the Holy Spirit, through the Holy Spirit, he has baptized us into the body of Christ, into, into the kingdom of God, the body of Christ. And the Bible says he sets us in the body, members in particular. He sets us in the church or the local body. And wherewith the Bible says he does something there. And I'm going to talk more about that in just a minute. But you have to understand this because the kingdom of God is so important. And Jesus sowed that within his disciples. Here the Bible says, talking about vision, I think this is very important. Have you ever had something that you feel like God has given to you? But yet he hasn't completely explained it to you? Maybe he has said, you know, I have something for you, but, but it's like, this is what Habakkuk did. He, 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 God, the Lord replied to him and says, hey, I got a vision. I want you to write it. Write it down. Make it plain. 
He said, but you're going to have to wait for it. You're just going to have to wait for it. You're going to have to wait for this vision. That sounds odd, doesn't it? See, we're always trying to find vision, God. Give me, give me the understanding. Give me the vision right now. I need the vision right now. But God says, wait for it. Sometimes God will give you a little insight. He'll give you an understanding. He might begin to speak to you about certain things. And you're going, okay, God, I believe that. I receive that. But God, how do I do that? How do I perform that? God, what's the vision of that? But he says, wait for it. He says, but when it comes, it's going to speak. When it comes, it's going to speak. See, vision will speak to you and to speak through you. And this is something that the house of God, the kingdom of God, the church of the Lord Jesus Christ, is to sow the kingdom into our lives, the understanding of the kingdom, which is his church, which, are the, which we are members in particular of it. And as that vision gets sown into us of the kingdom of God, God begins to make clear the vision that he has for your life because we're not in this world, but we're, we're in this world, but we're not of this world. The Bible says that he has trans, Colossians 1 verse 12 says he's translated us out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of his dear son. We've been translated out of that one kingdom into another kingdom. And this kingdom operates off the word of God coming into our lives, speaking into our lives. And then as it comes into our heart, we speak it into the, our family, into our life or through us. And the Bible says here, he says, vision will come. Wait for it. You know, when we think of waiting for it, we think of idleness. We think, well, I don't want to be idle. Well, no, we shouldn't be. What should we be doing as we're, as we're waiting for this vision to begin to come to pass and we begin to understand it? Because he's going to give it to us oftentimes a little by little, little by little. Sometimes he'll give you a big picture, what the end looks like, but the process, which is the vision, will begin to, begin to come to us little by little as we begin to do the word of God. But see, we're not being idle we're preparing. See, preparation, I've often heard this, preparation time is not wasted time. But we want the picture. We want the fulfillment. We want, to, we want to see it now. We want to have it now. We want to see it come to pass now. But God says, listen, if I gave all of this to you now, you wouldn't be prepared to handle all of this. Why? Because God wants to prepare us. How does he prepare us? How does he prepare us to receive these blessings or these promises that he has for us, he begins to work on us. Remember how I started this out? Jesus said, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. So you're going to have to employ repentance often in your life, if not sometimes even multiple times, even in a day. What I mean by that is, is because you can begin to get off of the path of the process of preparation for the fulfillment of the vision that God has for your life, has for your family, has for your business, has for the kingdom of God by walking in your own light, by walking in your own ways, by walking in your own reason, by walking in the way that you see it coming to pass. But this is a point that God makes. Listen to me, oftentimes, have you ever been frustrated? Maybe I'm talking to some people right now because this pandemic and other things that's going on around us, we can think, man, it's frustrating me to no end. I'm frustrated through the process. I'm being frustrated in this time. And you know, I know people today that, that get frustrated waiting on God because they think, well, I'm not doing anything. Well, you don't see what God's trying to do in you. See, God wants to do something in you so he can get the vision through you, into your life.
Even the Bible tells us in 2 Peter, I want us to go back there for a moment, and I want us to look in 2 Peter chapter 1. The Bible tells us things that we need to do when faith comes to us. How does vision and faith, how does this come to us? It comes to us by hearing the word of God. So faith comes to us by hearing the word of God. And when faith comes to us, when we hear it, it gets written in our hearts. We, we receive it in our hearts. We renew our minds to it. We begin to see what God is saying about us. We begin to see what God says. And we begin to apply it. Look at verse 2 again. I want us to read this. May God give you more grace. Or grace and peace be multiplied unto you. Through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. According as he's... His divine power, verse 3, has given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness through the knowledge of him that has called us to glory and virtue, whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises, that by these you might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. And beside this, some translation says now, in view of this, or add these things because, because we have been given all of these great and precious promises. Because we have and are partakers of the divine nature. He says, give all diligence. Add to your faith virtue. This means moral excellence. He begins to say excellence. How do we do that? He says, with, with knowledge. And to virtue, knowledge. How do we add to this excellence of our life as God is preparing us? What does excellence mean? Excellence is, is, a, is, is, is unique because excellence means that you're going to begin to apply yourself in such a way that you're not going to be idle. You're not going to take things for granted. You're going to become a person of excellent character. You're going to begin to apply your life in a certain way. You're going to change uh, just you know, certain aspects about your own self. And you're going to say, you know what? I'm going to begin to have an excellence about myself. I'm going to carry myself in excellence, the best of my ability. Not in arrogance, but in excellence. There's two different things about that. Some people act arrogant, and they carry themselves arrogantly, but that's not excellence. Excellence is just in your character and in the way you carry yourself in many ways. And there's so much I could talk about that, but it's so important that we do that. Now, we don't want to take and make excellence legalism either. There are sometimes people uh, put a great emphasis on excellence and they take excellence and they change it into something else that makes it legalism. And let me just help you with something here. We want to make sure that our development of personal character comes into things in which you'll see in this area and in other areas that the Bible teaches us like faithfulness. Here the Bible says, add to your faith excellence or moral excellence. And then it says knowledge. With that self-control, that means temperance. And to temperance, add patience. Patience is, is something that you use to go through the valley. You know, one of the things about patience, the Bible says, in the, and let me just help you with this. I, I love what, what it says in Psalms 23. Where it says of David, David said, Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For thou art with me, your rod and staff, they comfort me. I want you to just, just think about something for a moment. 
When you're in the valley of the shadow of death, oftentimes that is a place of preparation for you. It's a place of preparation. It's a place of humiliation. It's a place where oftentimes we get into a position in our life and we feel like, God, why does it feel like the four walls are closing in? Why does it feel like all of these things are are coming against me? And, And it feels like you're just being overwhelmed in areas of your life. Today, you might feel that way. But let me just help you with something. How do you get out of that valley? The Bible says that God, when you humble yourself before God, he will exalt you. He will lift you up out of that place. I'm telling you today... Arrogance does, and pride will not carry you through the valley. Arrogance and pride are like an eggshell. It might have a covering and a coating to it, but it will crack easily. But, but humility and meekness are like Kevlar. I'll tell you, the enemy can throw something at you, and I'm telling you right now, it won't pierce that area. Why? Because when you humble yourself before the mighty hand of God, when you humble yourself under the mighty hand of God, the Bible says he will exalt you in due time, and due season. And it's so important today that we follow God's ways. And it's so important even in this season and time that we make every effort to respond to God's promises By adding to our life. This is the waiting time. This is what we do in waiting time. As we're waiting for vision to come to pass. As we're waiting for these things. For the development of our life. We need to add to our faith. Patience. Endurance. We need to add to our faith. Moral excellence. Knowledge. Of the kingdom of God. Of the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. Of who we are in Christ. Why? Because you are the righteousness of God in Christ. The Bible tells us that we have been made righteous before God. We have to add this to our faith. We have to add self-control. We have to add endurance to patience. The Bible says in verse 6, to patience, endurance. Endurance. Endurance, that means you're going to have to settle in for the long haul. That means this is not just something that's going to happen quickly. It's a lifelong process. Vision that comes from God isn't just something that's, that's, that's quick and e- easy and instantaneous. Vision is lifelong. Vision goes beyond you. I tell you, it's so important today. That we understand the kingdom of God is not just for us here and now in the moment, but it's for those in whom we are discipling, that we're imparting them the understanding of the kingdom and of the church of the Lord Jesus Christ into it. If we'll say, God, your word is above my own, I'm humbling myself to that that today, we're going to begin to add to our faith these areas so that we might receive these promises so we can enter into these areas. We need to have, we need to understand this today. Make every effort to respond in this manner. Verse 7 says, or he says, to endurance godliness. Godliness, verse 7, brotherly affection or love. It's so important today that we put on love. I did a series just recently, and we're coming out of that series right now. And I believe that in this season right now, I'm talking about embracing the promises of God. Embracing the promises of God. 
We're going to have to embrace them. How do you embrace them? It means we receive them. We take them in. We say, okay, God, I belong to you, your kingdom. God, I'm going to follow your ways. I'm in the kingdom of God. You've translated me out of this worldly kingdom into the kingdom of your dear son. I want to know your ways. I want to know how to operate in those things. I'm telling you, a person can excel quickly in the kingdom of God in areas if we'll take upon ourselves these understandings, this understanding today. But without that, the Bible says, I like what he says in the book of James, where he says, he resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. A proud man, an arrogant man, uh, one who is unteachable in the ways of God, one that, one that uh, refuses or resists the knowledge of God. The Bible says God resists, but he gives grace, more grace to the humble. Here we see to receive these promises, to walk in this area. When we're talking about with God, he says to add these things to our, to our lives. Verse 8 says, For if these things be in you and abound, they will make you that you shall neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But he that lacks these things, verse 9, is blind. Do you see that? Let's read verse 8 again. For if these things be in you, I like that. For if these things be in you and abound, so what are we supposed to be abounding in these areas? They will make you that you shall neither be barren or unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But he that lacks these things is blind and cannot see afar off. Think about vision for a moment. God's not going to give his vision into your life when you lack these things. Why? Because you're blind. You're blind. You, you can't see. He, you, you're not going to be able to see it. You're not going to be able to see what God has for you. It says and that person has forgotten that he was purged from his old sins. I tell you, it's so important today that we not walk in the sins of our past. You know what the sins of our past are? Leaning to the flesh, walking in the flesh, leaning to our own understanding, doing things our way, doing things that is in a selfish way, doing things for self. Now, see, the kingdom of God, it operates off of different principles in this world. This world will say, hey, you need to think about you and you alone, what is good for you. The Bible says, no, the things that's going to come to you in this kingdom is going to come when you begin to walk in love, when you begin to apply these things in your life. The Bible says that you're going to begin to see how God's going to supply. You're going to begin to see the vision that God has for you. When you begin to add these things into your life, the Bible says these promises that God has ordained will come into your life whenever we begin to do things God's way, when we take his word above our own. There's going to be areas in our life to say these things will help you begin to do the word of God. There's areas in our life that we begin, when we begin to apply the word of God, that, these, that the Bible says these things will begin to come into our life. But it starts in these areas. I learned that people will not do the word of God if they're not working in these areas, working on themselves in areas like this. 
where we're walking in humility, we're being meek, we're being teachable, where we begin to add moral excellence, we begin to put the knowledge of the Word of God in us, we begin to have self-control, when we begin to add patience into our life, when we're, when we're willing and, be, and have endurance, when we're willing to wait on the Lord, when we not get uh, so frustrated in the process that we begin to make our own way out, that we begin to try to make our own way through. Bible says through that, add godliness, godly character, and love. I tell you, today, I believe God has vision that he wants to bring to pass in your life. You know why he does this? He does this because he loves the sheep. He loves the church. You know, there's so many things that God has done for us as the body of Christ, as the king in the kingdom of God. He's given us, the Bible says, the church. Did you know the church is not man's plan, but it's God's plan for man? See, God, the church is not something that we attend. It's not even uh, something that we are just, you know, virtually, so to speak. Uh, no, it's something that is real. It's tangible. It's something that we commit to, something that we are planted in, the Bible says. God sows you and he sets you within the body. And when you are set and sown within the, the house of God, the Bible says you will flourish in his court, Psalms 92, verse 12. See, the church and the kingdom are synonymous. They are the same. They're, you, you can't have one without the other. Because the church are the citizens of the kingdom. But the kingdom is in God. It's in Christ. It's in the Holy Spirit, which is in us. So the kingdom of God, and, and when we're walking with God and in his kingdom, the Holy Spirit himself is, is the one that binds us. And, and it, this is, uh, the Bible tells us that the Spirit of God or the, the love of God is shed and brought in our heart by the Holy Ghost. How do you know you're walking in the Spirit? Well, you're going to walk in love. You're going to walk in the fruit of the Spirit. These are the things that we do in our patient, enduring waiting as we begin to produce these fruits. You'll begin to see afar off. You'll begin to see what God has. you begin to see the things in your life. You'll begin to find out that you are not alone in the valley. You'll find out that you're not alone in the time of your preparation because I think about what David did whenever David was on the sheepfold. Back in, back in the day when before... Uh, when God had uh, called him and anointed him to be king, the Bible says that God poured out that oil upon him while he was tending his father's sheep. When he come, he called him out from there. And the Bible says he anointed him to, to lead Israel. Because Why? Because he understood how to care for the sheep, how to care beyond selfish ambition, how to go beyond certain place. I remember just like Saul, Saul lost that anointing. He might have kept his position, but he had lost the anointing of the Holy Ghost of God because God said, when you were small in your own eyes, Saul, I anointed you to be king over my people, to lead my people. And you see, you have to understand today, God is looking to raise up and to anoint people who will humble themselves, who will connect themselves, who will walk in his ways and not their own. And that's something that he saw in David because God said, I look at the heart of a man and not just the exterior of a man. I tell you, sometimes what you call common, you better be careful because that thing which is common, God's going to anoint and going to use powerfully in the body of Christ, in the kingdom of God. We need to be careful. We need to be wise. 
Why? Because God says that we need to be in this patient time. In this time that we are in right now, I believe it's preparation time. Man, I've got some vision stirring on the inside of me. One of the things that we do with vision, we do exactly what the Bible says to do, and that is we speak out the things that God has said. When you begin to say, you know, you might be in a place right now, God's trying to give you the vision of who you are. You need to begin to say, you know what? I am the righteousness of God in Christ because Christ has delivered me. God has planted me. He set me in this place. He has put me in the body of Christ, in the kingdom of God. If you don't have a local church where God has given to us pastors, God has set overseers in the church. Listen, you're not alone. And, 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 and he never does that. There is no church that is by itself. I'm not the church. I'm a member of the church. You're not the church. You are a member. You are set as a member in the church. And when you begin to love what Jesus loves, well, I'm telling you, you we need to see this. Uh, there's so much on the inside of this today that if you begin to understand God's trying to open up your perspective, he's trying to open up the vision that he has for your life. He's trying to fulfill the things and the promises that he has for you today. But there's some things you're going to have to add into your life and not cast off restraint. The Bible says do not cast away your confidence for it has great recompense of reward because in the time of the valley, in the time that you're going through things, in the time, in this season and time, it's preparation time for what God has for you. What are you adding into your life? Are you letting the things of this world frustrate you to get you off, ready to quit, ready to back off, ready to change your mind about other things? I'm telling you right now, you need to hear what I'm about to say to you. You need to not allow frustration to get on the inside of you and around you. You need to cast that off and you need to put on the armor of God. You need to put on Christ. You need to put on that new man. You need to put on the knowledge of God. You need to submit yourself and commit yourself to the things and the knowledge of God because that this world can't keep the vision of God from coming to pass. It will come to pass. Even though it tarry in the season that God has for it, it's going to show up. It's going to speak. It's going to speak to you. It's going to speak through you. God is not... God is not the author of confusion. No, 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 no. If you're confused, it's because the light of the word is being shined upon your confusion today. And let me just tell you, when you begin to understand the knowledge of the kingdom, the knowledge of the church of the Lord Jesus Christ, it might confuse you a little bit, but that's because you were already confused. And the word of God is showing the light of that confusion. But we're called to change into the image of the word of God. Change into the image of the light of the word of God that shines in our hearts and in our minds. I tell you, it's so important today. Because God has vision for your family. God has vision for the purpose of your life. And it's bigger oftentimes than what we just see. We want to settle. We want to settle in places. You know, there's different kinds of Christians today. They're settlers, and they'll settle for just whatever. Oh, God, if I can just get the crumbs off your table. But no, 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 no. No, no, no. We don't want to just, just settle. No, we want to receive. We want to receive everything that Jesus purchased for us. We want to see the kingdom of God. We don't want to be settlers no, 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 we don't, we don't want to just, we want to be people who move forward in the things of God and continually adding to our faith these areas. Listen, we need to continually, if, we, if, it, if it doesn't matter how many times a day, if you have to do it a hundred times a day, we need to repent and get our life right back into that position, into that place of the kingdom of God. We need to begin to add to our, to our life. When you begin to walk out of these areas, we need to turn around and say, God, I repent. God, I repent from them. You know, today, 
Man, I've got so much more. I'm looking forward to just continuing in this because you're going to find uh, I'm not just looking for the next best word. I am wanting to, to dig into the word of God and get the meat of the word of God and the milk of the word of God and to feed his people. That's the gift that God's given to me. That's the anointing and the grace that is upon my life in this area. And I'm telling you today, I believe God has something really good for us in this house, in this church, in your life today. And as we begin to become doers of the word and not just hearers, as we begin to apply these areas, give all diligence, the Bible says, to these things because you are a partaker of the divine nature. Because he has these great and precious promises, not just crumbs. He has great and precious promises. We're not beggars. We're sons and daughters of the most high God. The, beggar, the beggarly elements are in the world. Fighting for the crumbs that's in the world. But no, we have great and precious promises in the kingdom of God. God wants to heal your marriage today. God wants to heal your perspective of your, of your spouse today. God wants to heal your heart when it comes to his church and his kingdom today. God wants to give you insight and vision. Are you willing to receive it? Or are you going to settle? Are you going to live in another place? Are you going to stay in the valley? I believe today God wants to bring us up. He wants to bring us up. For some of you right now, I believe the Holy Spirit's trying to just rekindle that vision on the inside of you. Rekindle an understanding that God has more for you than what's going on right now. Are you in time of preparation? What are you adding? Are you adding frustration and anger to things of the flesh? Or are we adding things of the Spirit? Thank you for listening to today. If you are wanting more of these timely messages and teachings, go to our website at Pursuit Church Mornington to find all the other ways you can access Pursuit Church ministry and messages.